Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I was flipping through the channels the other day, but there was nothing good on. I had nothing to play. So I went to my computer and realized that there was so much content before my eyes. But there's nothing but Netflix in my heart and on my screen. There's always something that Yeah, that's right. Nothing but Netflix is back to talk about a new movie to Netflix with Woody Harrelson and Kevin Hart. It's called The Man from Toronto, and we're here to talk about it. And here is my co-star of Buddy Comedy every single week. It is The Great Chappelle. Do we talk about buddy comedies every single week? No, well, I, you know, like I guess uh, you're that this podcast is a buddy comedy. Oh, we are. So I am the Woody Harrelson of the pair, obviously, right? Like I'm, I thought I about am the this. man from Toronto. I, I thought about this earlier of that. Who is uh, who is Teddy, and who mm-hmm. is and and the man from Toronto of 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 me and Chappelle? And listen. Uh, not, I don't think it's as easy as you would think because no, no, no. <laughs> uh, I think uh, Chappelle, in a lot of ways, maybe I, I think that you might be the man from Toronto, and I and I might be more of the Teddy. And I feel like in a lot of ways that you are a, a man of the world, an educated man, and I am uh, but a bumbling buffoon. And I feel like that you come in here often and you know teach me the ways of the world. Well, Rob, when you put it like that, I, I think we're both Teddy <laughs> because I, too, am a bumbling fool. Mm-hmm. And one thing that Teddy has in common with the both of us is that we just can't shut the hell up. Mm-hmm. I mean, if there's nothing else that's going on through this film, Kevin Hart is going to talk in every scene. No matter if the camera's on him or not, you're going to hear him. Mm-hmm. And I think both of us have that in common. So aren't we all just Teddy? In you know, when you look at it through that lens, I think mm-hmm. everybody's a Teddy. We mm-hmm. all got a little Teddy in us. We all have a little Teddy in us. And of course, yeah. now, we could not talk about the man from Toronto without an honest to goodness 
Canadian citizen here on the podcast. My handler. Yes. Yeah, my, my handler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's bring in a woman who has had uh, what a week of podcasting between the hot takeoff, the oops, all mess mailbag, the streamathon, the subathon. Here is Kirsten McKinnis. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. I was expecting one of you to say, oh, the bleeding drops of red. I was ready to jump in with whatever the second line to that is. But you know what? It's fine. Uh, Chappelle's right. I am his handler. So <laughs> yeah, it was time. Okay. It, it's There was a time and a place. <laughs> Kirsten, I, I know you wanted to be here to talk about the man from Toronto. What spoke to you about the man from Toronto that you wanted to talk about it? Okay. So I think there might be a miscommunication of like, oh, Kirsten's obsessed with the man from Toronto and she needs to talk about it. I watched the movie on Netflix a week ago. It was in the top 10. I was like, this could be fun for Robin Chappelle to talk about. And at the very least, I'd love to make them watch it. Mm -hmm. Uh, It seemed from the recording last week that there was not a chance in hell that you'll be talking about this this film. I thought it came Uh, away as the favorite last week. I feel like it was a lot of like, "Mm, I don't know about that. Chappelle was pushing to have me on because he's a real one. You were like, oh, I don't know. Uh, And then, you know, a couple days ago, Chappelle texted me and was like, well, if we did talk about it, would you come on? And I was like, hell yeah, because I'm never going to turn down an opportunity to podcast with you. For the record, I was, I don't know about the movie, not about the guest suggestion of Kirsten. No, 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 no. I I didn't think anyone was unsure about me, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. uh, thank you for reassuring me. Yes. Don't, Don't get it twisted, audience. (laughs) <laughs> there'll be a reddit post wow rob hates kirsten rob doesn't respect her and it shows and it shows mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all i've been saying yeah. but okay <laughs> kirsten is this your first time back with us on nothing but netflix since the princess switch three i believe so mm-hmm. question yeah. mark yeah that was after so. too hot to hit well no too hot to handle oh, yeah. we did like Sex- a special yes, crossover yes, that right. was that's after right, right? that's right yeah. What what is time? I don't what know. What is time? Yeah, I, I thought of that more of a as a hot dummies than uh yeah, nothing but Netflix. You're right. But yeah. Which was the more plausible story? Uh, the man from Toronto or Princess Switch Three? I mean, I think that the fight scenes in the Princess Switch Three were a little more realistic. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That that's interesting. I hadn't thought about the Princess Witch three until you said these words this time. Like I I, I watched it and then I, it went away, and I thought, you know, we will never revisit that. But here we are. You know what? Just wait till the Princess Switch four, Chappelle. Oh yeah, I'm coming for you. Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> okay, so here we have on Netflix uh, a Kevin Hart buddy comedy with Woody Harrelson. Chappelle, uh, I thought it might be fun to talk about. Um, who hasn't Kevin Hart done a buddy comedy with? Hmm. Okay. So Ooh. clearly his brand um, is buddy comedy. Mm-hmm. But halfway through this film, I even started to think, where is The Rock? Was he busy? Because this just feels like the natural spot for him. Do you have any insight into where the Wayne The Rock Johnson was in this film? I think they couldn't afford him. What? I mean, <laughs> Netflix? Woody Harrelson is not like cheap, I don't think. I yeah. mean, I mean, maybe in 2022. I don't know what his uh, what his figure is. Oh wow! But I, I mean, clearly busy. Yeah, obviously. you have the uh, 
Central Intelligence with the with the Rock. Uh, mm-hmm. You have Ride Along. Okay, Central Intelligence is genuinely hilarious. Have you mm-hmm. ever watched it? I've seen parts of it. It's like my sister and I watched it and it was one of those times when I was like about to fall asleep and I was like, oh, just put on anything. I don't care. And it was so funny that I couldn't fall asleep. I had to watch the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody's disparaging central intelligence. Um, I felt like your tone was, but no, it's I'm, just saying, I'm, I'm just saying that Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Hart has done a, uh, a bunch of buddy comedies. Yeah. Mostly run, with The Rock. Run, he's running out of people. What, uh, what, what other ones did he do with The Rock? Well, I, I just feel like they are a buddy comedy in and of, of themselves, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's kind of like they, they for a while, became just like this tag team you would see on uh, social media yeah. and in the press. Well, so I just feel like they're a natural a duo at this point. And they were both in the um, Jumanji remakes, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like that also kind of... And they all kind of came out around the same time. So it makes you think like, oh, okay, they're a duo. Um, the Rock will he, often make Kevin Hart jokes. Like I feel like I, I watch like The Young Rock, and uh, like I feel like that one of The Rock's go-to punchlines is like uh, that guy was wasn't bigger than Kevin Hart. <laughs> Kevin Hart, you so short, you do backflips under the bed. Mm-hmm. You know, like stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, that's like a safe target for The Rock to to beat up uh, with his jokes. Mm-hmm. Kevin oh, yeah, Kevin yeah. Hart can't reach to get him back. He just takes it. <laughs> right. Yeah, he has right. no choice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Kevin Hart does the uh, the Ride Along movies with Ice Cube. Yeah. I remember Ride Along, the first one. I I refuse to ever <laughs> even acknowledge that there was another one. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I won't say the words. Uh, he paired up with, what, Johnny Knoxville for The Wedding Ringer? <laughs> Ooh, that's a that's a long time ago. I forgot all about the wedding ring, ringer. Um, that was a really funny cast because I think Kaylee Coco was in that as well. Oh, like, maybe she's she, like, in uh, the Kevin yeah. Hart I've pulled, I, I've pulled the uh, there's a list of the top the ten best Kevin Hart movies, and they are all buddy comedies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, wedding ringer. Um, Kevin Hart, Josh Gad, and Kaylee Coco, Sweeting. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, Kevin Hart also played uh, a character named Teddy in uh, 2018's uh, Night School with uh, Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish. I don't know if uh, they were... That's technically a buddy comedy. Mm, I think so. Yeah. I think so. I think they were... They're both the leads in that one. I thought you were going to say Night Tooth, though, for a second, and I was going to have to ask some <laughs> questions. Like, do you even remember Night Teeth? Is, I do. Remember, remember I way do. back in the day when we talked about that movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He uh, was with Will Ferrell in Get Hard. Uh, where um, he was getting uh Will Ferrell ready to go to prison. Oh yeah, okay, I remember now. Yeah, yeah. What? what why would you go to Kevin Hart for that? Mm-hmm. Well, be, though, because in the whole thing is that Will Ferrell's like a rich white man who's racist and just assumes every black man has been to prison. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Okay, so sounds about right. Do we think is Kevin Hart better to be paired with another comedian or Kevin Hart? Uh, do you want to pair him with an action star? I, but mm, this is tough because hasn't most most of these people have been comedians in their own right. I mean, the only person is like The Rock, but I think that's an outlier, right? Mm-hmm. But I also feel well, the like rock can the be funny. rock is, yeah, the rock is funny. Like he, he's really fit, but, and can do all the stunts, but also like you can make fun of him yeah. and, and he can laugh at himself. I feel like he hasn't really been with someone who's not a comedic actor. Yeah, funny-ish at, at, at worst. 
mm-hmm. for the ride. Yeah, I mean, if, I'm gonna make that my Twitter like, bio. Funniest, funniest as, as <laughs> at worst, that's the nothing but Netflix tagline now. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that maybe Ice Cube is probably the furthest away from comedy, but even him, like his acting roles are always kind of like. I'm Ice Cube and I'm funny, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh yeah, we can see it, you know. So <laughs> maybe, maybe that's maybe he's the the one action star of the bunch. Because Woody, Woody Harrelson, we haven't really talked about it. I didn't know he had this in him. Uh, does he do other action roles? I I wasn't familiar with this side of him. <sighs> yeah, I mean, he's more of like a drama actor. I feel like uh, more like I, I, he doesn't have a lot of like action movies uh like uh what uh nat- i mean i don't think you'd say natural born killers is a action movie or anything like that so i mean he has did not he, really ever been an action star i don't think did he do anything actiony in zombie land i haven't seen that movie because i'm scared of the undead yeah oh, maybe that, that might be the closest yeah but there's there's it's nowhere near uh, this film as far as action goes. You know, like Zombieland, there's some shooting maybe like, oh, you might hit something with an axe or with a bat or something like that. But this film, they had Woody Harrelson kind of standing in for what, Jason Statham in a way. Yes. <laughs> like, you could just see other people in these roles and like, I and I was impressed. I didn't know he had it in him, but it definitely isn't something I expected to see him in. And I was wondering if this is the new route for him. Is he going into that like, Jason Statham, uh, Denzel Washington Equalizer type roles, you know, or, um, you know, those just like badass super assassin who nobody seems to be able to kill, you know, the John Wicks. Like, is that where Woody Harrelson is going now? Because this was new. I am wondering if he did his own stunts. Interesting. Oh, that would be interesting. How old is Woody Harrelson now? He's, so, um, oh, I mean, uh, I kind of think he's in his uh, 50s, Woody Harrelson. Probably about sixty by now. Yeah, so he's kind of like, born yeah, nineteen sixty one. So yeah, uh, late fifties. Uh, no, sixties. Right? No, 60, no, the math is not uh, my strong. Sixty one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, very late fifties. The very late. Yeah. 50s. so I'll late that he in fact is sixty one. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I thought this was new. But again, I, I think at 60 years old, if he's doing even some of his stunts, that's still impressive because this was a very heavy fight scene movie. Uh, this movie was majority fight scene. It's just Kevin Hart doing commentary over like random fight scenes. Uh, so, yeah, I, I didn't hate Woody Harrelson in this role. But what did y'all think? I feel like there's something very funny of just like an old white man who just like likes food and wearing turtlenecks like he's dressed like steve jobs for most of the movie um but yet he's just doing these absurd feats of strength and athleticism and i i think that that because he doesn't look like that would be him right which is what adds the layer of comedy to it like if the rock was doing this role it's like yeah we obviously we know the rock can Mm -hmm. can do all that but I don't know mm-hmm. if it, like a trained assassin and I'm, you know, not very familiar uh with uh the underworld and how things work, but I would imagine <laughs> the underworld. Yeah. Why is it called the, like the like the criminal underworld? I, I'm not, I mean not like the demonic underworld. Right, like, <laughs> so oh, because you are familiar baby. with the demonic underworld. I mean I'm not I'm hopefully I'm, I'm familiar with neither. But I would imagine that I feel like that most like contract hitmen like the man from Toronto might look a little bit more like Woody Harrelson than The Rock. I think you want to be more inconspicuous. 
Yeah. That's if the rock comes I also in, think um, I think they'd be using burner phones. I don't think he'd have an Apple uh like smartphone that's just like Oh, my handler's calling me. I, I feel like he'd have a series of burner phones. Seems like you are actually kind of familiar with the underworld, Kirsten. Mm. Uh, the demonic, certainly. <laughs> <laughs> there are only burner phones in the demonic underworld. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everything's exactly. a burner in the demonic underworld. It's the man from Hades. Uh, so... Yeah, this is very weird to hear y'all talking about that, but I'll go with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Remember, Rob, do you remember when you covered um, Hunted and the the one like couple just was never going to get caught until production was like, you can't use burner phones anymore? Um, Sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. So I feel like <laughs> if that's the case for a CBS reality show, like, Actual criminals surely have burner phones. That's all I'm saying. Are you saying saying that there are plot holes in the man from Toronto, Kirsten? Listen, you know, I'm saying that it's not, it's not perfect. Okay. Uh, But I will say big picture, like this was fun. This was, you know, uh, I think maybe a a little long, but uh, that's, I probably said that about most movies. Uh, But, Mm -hmm. you know, overall, you know, you you put this on. I I don't think anybody's complaining. I laughed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a couple good laughs. I, there, were, there were moments where you're just kind of watching Kevin Hart just riff, and you're thinking, oh, he's doing the Kevin Hart thing. And then he says something completely absurd. You just like spit your drink out randomly. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I had a few moments like that. Like it, it was kind of one note though in, in that way. It's, it's really like you let Kevin Hart into the room and just work the crowd. And then, you know, until the next scene happens or until the police bust the door down until Mr. Miami shows up, you know, like it's, it's just Kevin Hart chewing the scenery a lot. Um, and so if you're a fan of him, you're going to enjoy something like this. But if you're like me, where it's not like indifferent, you'll still catch a couple, you know, like really good, uh, like funny moments. I just like thinking back to like the most absurd things. Like obviously the action sequences are all too long, but like yes. comically too long. Like it's the kind of thing where if it was supposed to be like an action movie that's taken seriously, I would be like what is going on like in um like multiverse of madness where you're like seriously this is what's on my screen right now mm-hmm. uh but then it's like meant to be funny so then you can laugh along with it but then there's just like like the concept of just you know a low toner situation yeah. you know taking him on this whole adventure I, like i just think that's hilarious because who has a printer <laughs> And who is printing out directions? <laughs> and so it's just so absurd that I I thought it was very yeah. funny. Yeah, Honestly, classic I, Teddy. I feel like I enjoyed the non-action sequences of the film like way more. And again, I, admittedly, I am not an action guy. So that uh, a lot of times that I feel like I, I sort of like uh, zone out during like these big action sequences. But I, I did really enjoy a lot of the scenes between uh, Kevin Hart and Woody Harrelson. And Kevin Hart is very funny along the way. Chappelle, it's interesting uh, that you mentioned in terms of like Woody Harrelson playing like this uh, Jason Statham type character, because according to the man from Toronto page on Wikipedia, it was announced in January 2020 that Patrick Hughes was set to direct Robbie Fox's script, The Man from Toronto, with Jason Statham and Kevin Hart as the star. And Whoa. then in March of 2020, maybe that Jason Statham had some things going on. Uh, Jason Statham abruptly exited the project six weeks prior to filming after clashing with the producers over the tone and rating of the film. Woody Harrelson was cast to replace him. I wonder if that uh, Jason Statham says like, uh, this is too wacky. 
This needs to be more yeah. serious. Well, first of all, I don't do comedy. kudos to me. Yeah. I'm very happy that I picked up on that. I was like, this doesn't feel like you. You got this. But, um, yeah, but I'm shocked about that, actually, because I'm trying to figure out, like, Jason Statham, I, for the tone to not be something that he really, like, buys into, I'm like, no disrespect, but you have been in some wacky stuff. Crank is ridiculous. And then there's a sequel to Crank. And I, there might be a third Crank, but this man is in The Expendables 3. He's mm-hmm. in Fast and Furious 6, Furious 7. Furious Nine, sir, you have no right. You have no room to talk about this kind of thing. You just have to sit down and eat your rice. Yeah. Right. What are you doing? You're in the Meg and you have the nerve to talk about tone. Sir, sit there and eat your rice. What is more comedic than the fact that there's 10 Fast and the Furious movies? Mm -hmm. Exactly. And he's just like, you know, I don't really like the tone of this one. Are you, are you, I mean, it was wacky. I'll give you that. But. Jason Statham, what you haven't been doing a lot of like really highbrow, you know, situations when it comes to your acting. It's pretty much all the Fast and Furiouses and the Meg, and so you you can you could suffer through this one. I wonder if it was probably more than just tone issues. Maybe maybe he just didn't like the people he was working with. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so wait, do you think he has a personal problem with Kevin Hart? No, no, no. I think they've done. <laughs> They've done a film before, right? Is uh, is he in Hobbs and Shaw too? Like he's in one of those. Oh Lord, um, he is. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And so oh, I, I, I think he's familiar with Kevin Hart's work. I think they they know each other probably pretty well. Um, I think the issue might have just been production. Yeah. Um. Also, this film was supposed to be released uh, theatrically in November of 2020, but got pushed back, and then eventually, uh, Netflix acquired the rights to this film. Uh, a little bit like Red Notice. Hmm. I do think this movie would have flopped really hard in the box office. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like this is the type of movie that like it'll be number one on Netflix because they say they don't give us you know the the numbers of why something's number one you know right <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so like it'll be number one on Netflix but it would not be number one in the box office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way. Could you imagine just like even the, the hype behind it? Like Kevin Hart on the downside of his career and Woody Harrelson trying. Trying something new. It's like in this new Trying film. New. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, I guess like, I'll go can see you imagine it. paying like twelve fifty to see that movie? Twelve fifty. Is this, is this uh, a matinee? Is this a discount? Oh my god. Oh, I discount. only go to the. I only go to the the cheap um, theater. Yeah, <laughs> I go to the cheapest of theaters in the middle of the daytime. <laughs> like yeah. I don't want to sit by anybody, and I definitely don't want to pay fifteen dollars to I, see a movie. Give me I a daytime that. movie. So is a movie like this actually, is Netflix the best landing place for a movie like this? That's I, I think that if it was on something like HBO Max, it would have a little bit more of like an air of legitimacy because they're also posting like all of the, you know, mm-hmm. box office type releases are coming there sooner. So it maybe would make it feel more like a serious movie by... I mean, I think it, I think Netflix is probably where it belongs. I mean, Chappelle, this is like two weeks in a row uh, at the top of the movie charts on Netflix. Yeah, I mean, what is number like? So this is number two on Netflix right now, or is yes. it number one? Because like it's number it's, it's, it's number it's two, a- and 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 interestingly, number three on Netflix is Wild Card, uh, and oh. Wild Card is uh, starring guess who. Jason Statham. Uh, Guess who looks like <laughs> a total idiot right now? Yeah, Wild he could card. be in the number He's two. Staring movie. up 
at the movie that he passed on, The Man from Toronto, in the Netflix movie charts. Well, that leads me to kind of raise an eyebrow. There's, there's some shenanigans going on here. Why is 2015's Wild Card in the top three on Netflix right now? It just so happened to be sitting right here looking up at the movie he turned down. Netflix, you being messy, I can tell, because there's no reason. You Nobody <laughs> went back and was like... Yeah. Yeah, nobody watched this movie. It was like, the man for Toronto was good. But for some reason, I'm just thinking Jason Statham. Are y'all, yeah. y'all getting the Jason Statham vibe? Mm-hmm. Let's go watch something he's in. Let's go pick that one. Yeah. In, uh, in Canada, the man from Toronto is still the number one movie. And number two is King of Staten Island. Oh. <laughs> ah, Rob's autobiography. Yes. And then yes. Uh, <laughs> final score, Angel Eyes. Cold Mountain and Cold Mountain Hustle. Why is Cold yeah. Mountain back? Yeah, I probably yeah. just got. Uh, I don't know. Is it just added to Canadian Netflix? I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't oh, know. Civil War oh, stuff is yeah. hot. I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. In, a, in a way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people googling it and stuff like that. Um. Okay. Should we talk about a little bit of what? the film was about what the man from Toronto was for uh, anybody who is 23 minutes into the podcast and maybe didn't see it. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. The quick version. Kirsten, yeah. Kirsten, it gave me the, the, the cliff's notes. So do you want to uh, do the honors here? Uh, well, I feel like there's, okay. So I'll expand a little bit based off of what I t- texted you. Cause I feel like I, I didn't give enough uh, for the pod. So, <laughs> Teddy uh, works in marketing at a gym and he's really bad at stuff. He can, he can't do anything right. In fact, when you make a mistake, it's called teddying it up. He's married. Did they uh, just completely rip off community with uh, using Teddy as a verb? You really Brit at this one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I heard it and I kind of flinched. I said, well, we've done that before. I mean, I don't think community invented that. Mm. Who invented it? I think that's just like a thing that happens when people are mean. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's a bullying thing more than yeah. a community thing. Did the statute yeah. of limitations on community uh, expire? Like, did they lose the? Uh, was it out of the public domain? Yeah, pop, pop. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing. Like after, like uh, after so long, it's after like after ten years, somebody re- else can do the joke, I guess. And that's fine, honestly, because I mean we've really been holding on to like community for way too long. Like we can let it go. It's okay. It was let it was it funny, and it can go. Go to sleep. Close your eyes. Um, so far. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so okay. So Teddy is married to Lori, and it is about to be Lori's birthday, and he just wants to make her proud. Um, he gets fired from his job and lies to her, but it's okay. They're going on a getaway for her birthday. They're going to a nice cabin in the woods. Uh, he drops her off for a spa day so he can go get the cabin ready. He has printed the directions to the cabin wrong. He does not have the correct address. He shows up to a different address. Where the man from Toronto is expected to torture someone for information. Due to a low he, toner situation. Due, due to a low toner situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets there. Th- there's a little... Th- he he gets the information from the man basically by being like, I don't want to do this. Just tell them what you want to know so that we both survive. The other man does not ultimately survive. There's like an FBI raid on the place mm-hmm. because they are trying to catch uh, the dick or the someone who's trying to do a coup in Venezuela. Mm -hmm. Um, And so now he has to continue to pretend to be the man from Toronto so that they can figure out like where this person is. 
the a very handsome FBI agent takes his wife away uh, to take care of her, and uh, hijinks ensue in Puerto Rico and America yeah. with uh, Woody Harrelson and Kevin Hart. Okay. And at the end of the day, Man from Toronto is just a lovable weirdo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it all it all worked out. Yeah. They really did like uh, a real glow up on the man from Toronto by the end of the movie where uh, it seems uh, like an irredeemable cold-blooded killer uh, at the start and uh, they make him very warm and fuzzy by the end. Yeah, I was trying to figure out what the plot of the movie was, but at the end, at the end, I was like, what is the story being told here? Because I know we are focusing on, um, man, Kevin Hart, you know, you're in this horrible situation and, um, you know, the hitman has to teach you his ways so that you can survive this. Um, but then it's like, Kevin Hart's like, but am I changing you for the better? Are we making any changes in your life? Like what? Mm-hmm. And, and then you start to think, are we doing that? Are we doing the thing where he like learns something from him and he learns something from him and now they're both better off because of it? Yes, that's exactly what we did. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, that is the story, right? No. There's also a love story in here. Kirsten touched on it a little bit, but uh, Teddy and his wife are like, uh, on, they're on uh, the edge right now. Teddy's been teddying things up and his wife could be on the way out. And so there are moments throughout the movie where all the action is happening and Kevin Hart will randomly mention Lori. And I'm like, who the hell is Lori? I was like, oh, his wife. What? She's a part of this too. So yeah, there's a lot going on. So it's like I, three different plots, really. It's also just like, because their their marriage is hanging on by a thread. And so the agent that is taking care of Lori is uh, Agent Santoro, and he's extremely handsome. And, you know, he can dance and he can do everything. And there's so many scenes of Kevin Hart being like, no, no dancing. Absolutely <laughs> not. Why can't this ugly agent go instead? Why does it have to be this handsome man? Yeah. The guy he was saying was ugly uh, was uh, I didn't no think slouch. he was ugly. <laughs> I yeah, I, I was like, uh, okay, Kevin Hart. <laughs> Yeah, that, that was funny. That's one of my favorite running gags throughout the film, though. Uh, whenever they mention uh, uh, Santaro, and he's just like, "What? What are you talking about?" Like, because the moment they mention Santaro, like you hear the music drop, and it's like "Suavemente, besame." <laughs> I was like, "Ah!" Like, I was like, "That lets you know they mean business when they walked in." He's teaching uh, Lori the tango. He's taking her out, and and even it kind of feels like he's in on the joke too. At some point, he's like, you know you're just like the luckiest man to have a wife like you do. Like I would like in my whole life, I've always wanted a moment to spend this time with your wife. Kevin Hart's character could just die. Like he, he can't physically yeah. punch him because that's not in his MO yet, mm-hmm. but uh, he wants to melt every time. So he's like, Oh wow. You are so lucky to have a woman like Lori, <laughs> which like he is. Lori is really, really beautiful. Oh dear uh, God, yes. But it's so <laughs> Kristen, is Teddy a good husband? Well, he lies to his wife a lot Mm -hmm. about his employment situation, amongst other things, which, you know, that's not great. Uh, But I think, you know, as he changes the man from Toronto into more of a cuddly non-killer, he, you know, he kind of gains confidence in himself and the ability to actually like provide. Chappelle, do you think that perhaps uh, if I spent more time around contract hitmen, I might have less issues that come up in my marriage? Mm, okay. So if you spend time with a Woody Harrelson type, yeah, or Jason Statham, assist you. 
Or Jason Statham. Or Jason Statham. Yeah. And mm, let's see. Well, what did Kevin Hart learn throughout the film? He learned that he was very lucky to have his wife. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think he appreciates her a lot more. Yeah. Um, But I don't know if he ever actually picked up any real tools from Woody Harrelson on, like, how to navigate his wife. Now, he can probably kill someone now. He Mm -hmm. learned how to punch. These are not great things to bring into a marriage, probably. Um, (laughs) You know? So, So, I don't know. I mean, I think... I think the jury's still out on this one, Rob. I don't know if it's a, a net positive to meet one of these people. I don't know if they can I always mean, benefit you. By the end, he has a successful business, and it seems like him and Laurie are really happy. Yeah. I mean, if we have any hitmen that listen to the podcast, I mean, uh, you could slide into my DMs. That, that, like, uh, we can cool. hang. We can hang. Like, uh, like, like friends. Like, I'm not going to say, like, kill people. Yeah, I feel like this has come up before. Did this come up on Renap? Weren't we? Uh, uh, like, we've we been have, looking do we have any hitmen in the audience? An assassin, or was or it a hit spy? women, or or hit women, hit women, yeah, yeah gender neutral. I don't neutral, think you should say the words film. "hit a woman so close together." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Assassins, yeah, yeah. okay. Let me, Assassin. let me be, that yeah. that's more. You know, that includes everybody. <laughs> yeah. I just look. We're not looking to hire anybody. Let's just be very clear. But we would love to have a conversation. So. Yeah, and no freebies um, either. Yeah. We don't do. We don't want any uh, murdering. Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, let let us talk you into retiring. Mm-hmm. Maybe you'll learn something that, from us. Yeah, I think that if there are any assassins, hitmen, murderers, whatever, listening, first of all, please stay away from me. I'm afraid. Uh, and also, I think you shouldn't want to talk to them, Rob. I think that you mm-hmm. should keep as much distance as possible from anyone in your fan base who does murder. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kirsten, I feel like that. You say this on the podcast, but like, wink, wink, like, uh, you, you might ask me for their number after. Oh my God, you- no, absolutely not. What? <laughs> what loves is murder. the vibe that yeah. I give off? Mm-hmm. All that true crime you've been, <laughs> yeah. you've been listening to. Listen, I'm on a murder hiatus in terms of true crime content. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you've oh. been listening. So you've been doing the, uh, the romance novels instead. See, mm-hmm. that's even worse. Honestly, you might be a criminal. I'm sorry. How's that worse? If you've been actively reading romance novels in the year of our Lord 2022, uh, I think you might be the hitman. You I might don't be know the assassin. Why you are devaluing a genre <laughs> that centers women's uh, ideals and pleasure? How uh, dare you? Is it because you can't live up to people's expectations, Rappel? Don't don't yell at me. It's a good also, question. yes, you're yes. right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what about it? <laughs> Let me live my truth. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Teddy's business, uh, which is that he is um, an aspiring uh, fitness instructor who uh, wants to uh, pitch uh, no contact boxing. Chappelle, is this not already a thing? Didn't did Billy Blanks already get this going? Right, uh, like Tybo was a thing. It it was a thing, uh, and it was like shadow boxing or kickboxing, but you never actually touch anyone. Mm-hmm. So this has been done. I think Teddy's issue is that he doesn't want to be a fitness instructor. He wants to be a fitness influencer. Like he's thought that I need to be famous for fitness. I just don't know what that looks like. So he can't figure out if it's the Teddy Band, the Teddy Bar. Uh, like he has all of these uh, these strategies, the the kickboxing. Or the uh, well, the 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 no contact boxing or whatever. He has all of these ideas, but none of them are actually anything that he does professionally. It looks like he's trying to flip his current job working at a gym into an influencer lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Well, and doesn't Peloton currently make a ton of money from this exact type of fitness? See, if this the, was the maybe a couple of years no- ago, the script was written. Maybe they hadn't really taken off. Yeah, I mean, mm. honestly, maybe they gave Peloton the idea. Yeah. But I mean, my wife does, uh, it's called Fight Camp. Uh, and that's basically, it's uh, boxing. And I think that there's like, uh, in the gloves is like a Bluetooth thing that could sort of like to tell like what you're, what you're punching. So yeah, I feel like that this is, was painted in the film as like this absurd concept that uh, could never work and probably is something that a lot of people actually do. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think. Uh, like boxing at home with the Bluetooth, um, you know, gloves and 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 the and the software and all that stuff. I think, I think that is probably a very legitimate form of fitness. I think Kevin Hart was presenting this is a legitimate form to learn how to box. And I think at some point you need to hit someone. And I think I think yeah. that's probably what where the confusion was. Is like you're calling it boxing, but you're calling it no contact boxing. So it's almost as if like there's another person involved, which means why are we like, you know, it's all, you're missing the mark literally on what bo- boxing would be. So, yeah, if he called it something else, he might have had some action. But it's very clear that nobody's in on this plan. Like nobody likes it. And he gets fired because he even pitched it. Mm-hmm. He Well, he also gets fired because he made like marketing materials that did not include the address or phone number of the establishment. And he gets in a lot of trouble for this. But what I don't understand is why the owner of the gym didn't have a final sign off on the marketing materials to say, hey, why isn't my address on here? Why? Yeah. Where is the phone number? Because that's. Was there like, a I, website? I, Were there social handles? Yeah. Like, I yeah. think 
Teddy messed up. He definitely teddied up the marketing materials, but the business owner also teddied up by not actually having a final approval. And I think that a marketing employee making a mistake is not as bad as the business owner not actually doing the final approval. They could have a scapegoat. Yeah. Well, again, that's why I think a lot of this lays on the fact that it was just dumb. And so when the guy saw it, it was like, you didn't went and ran with this stupid idea, but you also didn't even put our, like, they, even if they got the flyers out, we couldn't even utilize it. So, like, I pay you to do marketing and you're doing that poorly, but you also are bringing stupid ideas to the table. So I think at that point, they just cut their losses. Um, sad for Teddy, but honestly, I think it needed to happen. We need to see some growth here from our main character. But mm-hmm. do people not have Google? Carson, if you got a flyer for Marty's Fitness, be like, oh, there's no address. Can't ever find out how to go there. Well, no, where the fuck Marty's is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like I probably would be like, well, I probably can't afford a gym membership anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't think it was that bad. In oh, 2020. The, the, the mess up? Yeah, I, I just think they're it's probably just compounded uh on top of other issues you know we like they call it teddying up for a reason so this is not the first infraction this is probably the 25th mm-hmm. okay i think a mistake not to have some sort of hr professional there for the firing mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah very tacky yeah. very tacky marty's, marty's fitness part. seems like a pretty like um uh, well-run establishment uh surprising that they would uh make that faux pas as well yeah mm-hmm. oh marty yeah. So they're going to go on a, a um a birthday. It was a birthday or anniversary. It was her birthday, right? It was right? birthday. It was a birthday yeah. trip. Um also like uh sort of like just like dropped in there like very early on in the film. Uh Kevin Hart uh with with like a child. Uh wants to uh you know get that going. Um sort of mentioned briefly once in the beginning of the movie and then in the closing scene of the movie. Um a little strange, I, I think. Um, you know his lack of stable employment, but you mm-hmm. know what? He he wants a family, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's clear that this birthday weekend could be the time to do that because they say it's baby making time, and they they book a cabin in uh, Onacock, Virginia. Um, very on brand. Onacock, yeah. Virginia. Yeah, I was like, ha ha, <laughs> <laughs> we get it. Onacock. Yeah, it's it's you. a kind of, like. <laughs> I don't, I don't like that type of, of joke because it's like, nope. it's a little funny the first time you hear it, but then they have to keep saying it for so long. You're like, I'm, I'm over this. I'm past this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kirsten, uh, could I interest you in watching the Pentaveret? Mm-hmm. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I heard your podcast. <laughs> There's a lot of that in the Pentaveret. Like, uh, Dick's in. Dick's all the way in. Halfway yeah. in. Oh, it's, a, it's an inn. and hotel. Oh, okay. Run by Dick. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of that in that movie. That's yeah, a, no. This is to be Netflix's brand right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is their type of comedy. Yeah. What about <laughs> Kevin Hart and Mike Myers for the next buddy comedy, Chappelle? I'm out. <laughs> Sorry. Can't do it. I think I'm done I mean, on Mike Myers films for a, a long time. Will Mike Myers sign a contract that he will stay fully clothed? Mm-hmm. Because if not, that's a non-starter for me. Mm-hmm. I need it in blood. <laughs> I need it in blood. <laughs> See, Chappelle knows about the demonic mm. underworld. Yes, yes. That's a good point. Uh, at the same time, we also get to meet uh, the Woody Harrelson man from Toronto uh, that we see him brought in to interrogate uh, uh, somebody who has been captured. And uh, Chris, we, we get to hear about his harrowing backstory in this film. Yes, so he grew up 
by a frozen lake 50 miles from nowhere. Okay. Mm-hmm. And his origin story is that he saw a grizzly bear tear the skin off of his grandpa. Yes. And and that's what got him. Now, this leads me to believe that he is not, in fact, from Toronto, because I am pretty sure grizzly bears are only on the west coast of Canada. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, do you think he relocated to Toronto from 50 miles from nowhere? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. like many Albertans, he headed east to mm. to Ontario. That's that's my theory of the of the case. Uh, and yeah, his other thing, too, that they bring up a lot in this movie is that he like really likes durian. And I just... I, disgusting to me um mm-hmm. but yeah he so he goes in he doesn't even have to do any torture to get the information because he just like lays out his knives in an intimidating fashion and then he says what he'll do he's like i'm gonna start with your eyes and then when i'm done with your eyes i'll do everything else and then after that if you're still not talking i will skin you like the grizzly bear skinned my grandfather and then they just give the information yeah so i think that that was interesting to set up as like oh maybe Woody Harrelson doesn't actually kill anybody or torture anybody. He's just like a wordsmith. Yeah, but what good is like Woody Harrelson having mercy when then when he walks out of the room, the other guy shoots the person that was being interrogated? That's not his business. He didn't have to do it. Blood's not on his hands. I guess so. Mm -mm. It's not his business. What what happens when I leave this room? Murder adjacent. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, I I didn't notice that, honestly, watching the film the first time. Um, But like, yeah, looking back, he's not the guy you know they say that he's all bark and no bite and we find out at the film at the end of the movie that you know his conscience is starting to get the better of him he's gotten older mm-hmm. and he's kind of just like not really vibing with the whole killing everybody thing so we're gonna see him talk his way in the in a very similar manner that kevin hart does honestly just talking his way out of situations where normally an assassin would have killed someone yeah but he does kill a bunch of people in the movie does he kill Only when he needs to. When Only needs when his to. life yeah. is in danger, really. On the cargo jet, kill he definitely kills people. Yeah, but when you're fighting on a jet, mm-hmm. you know, you're gonna you're gonna break I mean, a couple of eggs. But it's also not his fault that Teddy pulled the lever on mm-hmm. the cargo jet. Never the, never mm-hmm. lever. Yeah. Sometimes lever. Sometimes lever. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess uh to uh you know progress things along uh because of the low toner situation woody harrelson ends up uh being mistaken for the man from toronto uh and ends up as part of a whole uh scene that the fbi was monitoring and the fbi taps him to become the man from toronto and now he needs to go deep undercover Mm-hmm. So the the story here is that Kevin Hart was caught on camera. So they saw him in the cabin, kind of talking his way through his own, uh, you know, assassin situation. And so they were able to see him. So they know the man from Toronto entered the cabin, and they think it's Kevin Hart. We know that that is not the case. It's Woody Harrelson. And so uh, Woody Harrelson is now dispatched to go and to figure all of this out as well. So Woody doesn't have anybody in his life except for Deborah and his handler. Um, and so the handler is like, hey, you go and work this out because you're going to get this big payday. There's a huge payday, but you have to intercept Kevin Hart and you have to make the drop. And I think there's a bomb involved. So there's a whole bunch going on. But Woody Harrelson's in, too. And so now he and Kevin Hart have to team up in a way so that he can make sure that Kevin Hart can lead him to the drop. Mm-hmm. 
So Woody Harrelson, Kirsten, is monitoring um, Kevin Hart, monitoring Teddy, and he uh, is able to hack his email account. And he finds that Teddy has a Hotmail account. He has a Hotmail account and his password is password. And so this leads Woody Harrelson to believe that this is actually a very smart person who's created a fake you know, email situation to mm-hmm. intercept his $2 million payday. Mm-hmm. But then when he meets him, he's like, oh, no, this is man is really named Teddy. He really uses Hotmail and his password is really password. He's just that dumb that he ended up in this situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, Chappelle, I, do you know anybody that hotmail. has a Hotmail account? Not off the top of my head. I flinch. They're, they're like, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm just not as worldly as you say I am. But if it doesn't say Gmail or, or Yahoo, I kind of flinch every time I see you think it. You're so being if it hacked. says like, it just, I just, I just don't, I don't know. Like you tell me it's at Hotmail. I'm like, ooh, at Ymail. Ooh, at CompuServe. Like, oh, uh, what is this? You know, like, I don't want none of this. At Juno. I, no, what I'm not AOL? emailing you. Nope. Sorry. You have an AOL uh, email address to this day. Something's wrong. You might be the assassin. I do know Don't someone email. who has a Hotmail email address. See, mm-hmm. And you can't trust them. Trust me on this one. Oh my god! Stop it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who yeah. you gonna believe? Yeah. It was well. It was because we were watching this movie. I watched with my boyfriend, and he was like. I don't get like I don't get the joke. I use a hotmail. Yeah. What am I supposed to use? And I was like, Gmail. You're supposed to make a Gmail. It's yeah. 2022. I just followed this man on Instagram, and now I'm reconsidering. Yep. I think we know if you some folks him, that have I'll hotmail. Come at you. Yeah. <laughs> Is it still hot, Kirsten? The mail? Uh, no, it's yeah. ice cold. It's ice cold. <laughs> cold ice, mail. Ice cold mail. Cold mm-hmm. mail. Yeah. Hmm. You know, if someone emailed me from coldmail.com, you know, maybe I'd listen to them for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> what, what else does this guy have to say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what have you been up to? Did you take any <laughs> entries into the hot takeoff? Were they extra hot if they came from Hotmail? Oh, I didn't even really look at the email addresses other than to confirm that it wasn't like an obvious fake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or like someone who's like banned from the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Some, I mean, do, what about at Comcast.net? No. Oh, what about Rocket Mail? No. <laughs> Rocket Mail. There was someone from Rocket Mail. Oh, there are some Hotmails in here. Hmm. There's some Hotmails, <laughs> Gmails. There was Rocket Mail. There's AOL. Mm-hmm. Um, vast majority Gmail, though. Mm-hmm. Wow. Chappelle, do you think it was very tough to get the email address? Hotmail at hotmail.com. At hotmail.com. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've been thinking that this whole time. I was listen, I I was Hot wondering if it was available. At hotmail.com. <laughs> That's hot Gmail. You know, like he's a gangster. <laughs> I'm like not hot. <laughs> That's my assassin name. Yes, hot Gmail. hot Gmail. Instead of the daddy network, you've just evolved to hot Gmail. Oh my God. Um well, but th- this is where the uh, very embarrassing thing comes up. I'm pretty sure that at one point my Hotmail was Hot Blondie at Hotmail.com. Hot Blondie? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> you win. Does that you account win. still forward to you? I feel like you're going to get messages. Um, I, I'm sure that account is long gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> Let's get me, okay, I exposed myself here. Mm-hmm. It's very embarrassing. <laughs> Everyone had horrible i think one of my friends when we were like 12 had super sexy chico seven 
super Aww. sexy chick chico chick oh seven oh chick oh seven because because uh, <laughs> that uh super sexy chick one two three four five six were all taken yeah they, seven, you so know oh seven had well but also seven's a lucky number mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's, yeah, tough. It it's tough out there when you're a preteen that just wants some really sexy nope. email yeah, Yes, no doubt. No <laughs> doubt. Chappelle, uh, changing subjects, the, <laughs> do you feel like that Kevin Hart uh, became an FBI in, informant? Uh, isn't it an informant if you just go work for the FBI? Yeah, he's still snitching. Yeah. Uh, but it it's weird it's very weird to see kevin hart kind of thrust into this role mm-hmm. i was trying for the longest to 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 verify that this was the fbi because it just seemed like they're a little bit out of their jurisdiction they're handling a coup in venezuela why are they over there yeah it could have it could have been, been the cia, CIA? but hmm. no they, i don't think they ever confirm it though that's the thing they say like is that the fbi at some point but they never say yes we are the fbi and it's I like, just says why are y'all worried about it yeah why are y'all worried about these people in venezuela so i i was thinking there was going to be a double double cross coming you know i thought the red notice was going to happen and the fbi people were in on it too because i just couldn't understand which agency would have this much um like stock and what's going on in venezuela and why mm-hmm. a man from toronto a different country you know like it's too many it's too many countries lined up for the fbi CIA. to be in the center of this yeah interpol remember them like right we I mean, could do something like that europe only right is that true i didn't know that i, I mean thought it was europe is, is interpol is europe <laughs> i well i mean i think it also like you know all of this stems around an attack on a um embassy in dc so then maybe that maybe it's a secret service Mm-hmm. Maybe it's so know. secret that we don't even know. I don't, don't think they say it. In we the don't even know. But I mean, Kevin Hart—they vaguely mentioned that he has a tax lien uh, in the beginning of the movie, and because he says, uh, "Hey, I've got this tax lien," he is willing to put his life on the line, really, uh, and you know, the life of his wife eventually to go and start to work for the FBI. This must be one hell of a tax lien. I, well, I mean, basically, he's already been taken by them, and they're like, you're going to do this whether you want to or not. So at that point, he's like, okay, well, I have a tax lien, and I have a MasterCard, and I have a Visa, and I owe my cousin $300. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he could have asked for more money. Mm-hmm. I think, I, yeah, he, he's, he's, he's struggling right there because he's got himself in some, like, tender swindler nonsense with these credit cards. You know, you can tell. Um, and, and every he's month, in a place the why. credit card company's like, my enemies are after me. <laughs> Send me money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He said, I didn't know I was supposed to pay the whole balance back at Amex. They scammed me. And he's like, okay, I'll let that pass. Like, what about the Visa card? Yeah, I just screwed that up. Mm-hmm. So I think it, in this position, they're going to use you whether you like it or not. You could possibly die. You might as well get some of this uh this debt wiped away. I mean, you're doing something for, in big quotations, the government. So the government can help you out. You should demand more of your politicians. Mm-hmm. Truly. Well, yeah, well, he, he, basically is, <laughs> he basically is like, let me get out of debt. But he could have been like, let me get out of debt and give me a nest egg, right? Like, this is how the poor stay poor. Mm-hmm. It's Squid Game all over again. Like people was, was like, it just like, so bad, down bad that they're willing to do whatever it takes. It's like I could die playing. I just gotta get out of the debt. Yeah. Help me. <laughs> yeah, look at it. Look at this social commentary. Actually, Netflix. I'm starting to look at you a little bit more different, like differently now. Like I see you. You're pushing a narrative, and I'm not mad at it. But be better as a company. <laughs> 
All right. So, so once Kevin Hart is totally uh, on board with this, like I, I don't think he even realizes just uh, how hairy things are going to get. Uh, he ultimately uh, ends up like being abducted. Is that what you, is that the fair thing to say? I, I think so. Yeah, uh, mm. and ends up uh, like uh, on, on board this plane, and Woody Harrelson is going to come in and uh, accuses. Kevin Hart of uh, ripping off his gimmick. Who's the real man from Toronto now? Yeah, we get a lot of comedy in that throughout because people have verifiable proof that Kevin Hart is the man from Toronto. They saw him go into the cabin. They have the photo. So he does get to say, I'm the man from Toronto because Woody Harrelson, being an effective assassin or at least a negotiator, has been able to remain under the radar. So people don't know that that's not him. So anytime that they're interacting and there's like, should we just kill Kevin Hart? He's like, no, you can't kill me. I'm the man from Toronto. Oh, oh, well, in that case, let's hear him out. Woody Mm -hmm. Harrelson's like, no, 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 it's me. It's me. It's me. And he's like, yeah, it might be him. We did see a picture of him. This this photograph does. And he was holding a knife. That shows me all I need to know, honestly. Why were you asking any more questions? And so that's the comedy in them linking up in the plane and then several times throughout the film. One of the things I like in the movie is that there is a the man from every major city. I like that. There's not multiple men from Toronto or a woman from Toronto. Well, but it also seems like the the man from Toronto is the only Canadian city. What about the man from Vancouver? What about the man from Halifax? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Canada's huge. That's such a like. Is that like is Canada his whole jurisdiction? Because that's crazy. That's a like, large would... swath of yeah. land. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got to cover all that ground. As yeah, but we saw at some point there were brothers, right? Wasn't there like men from uh from Tacoma? It was a tag team. Mm-hmm. So uh, they hired one, but you get two for the price of one. So I think maybe multiple cities have two people. I don't know why Tacoma would need two and, and Canada gets one, but okay. Yeah. Is Tacoma a big enough hub uh, to have its own hit uh, hit person? Um, In- internationally renowned? Yeah. <laughs> just like, just for like entrance into the, uh, into the country? Or yeah. is like Tacoma just like the place where hitmen get their, uh, get their start? Maybe it's like... Uh, like hitman training camp is in Tacoma. You start there. Some people are stationed there permanently, but most people oh. move on to bigger, bigger mm-hmm. venues. Do you think that maybe some of the people in Tacoma cover some of the West Coast Canadian hits, Kirsten? I mean, they could take it on. I'm just wondering how close Tacoma is to um, Bellingham International Airport because they've changed their route maps while we were away, which is every Western Canada RGP ad, by mm-hmm. the way, from. Yeah. So Tacoma is the uh, 103rd largest U.S. city, according to the uh, 2020 census. Wow. Mm-hmm. Sounds like they should have two hitmen. Sounds like so. it. Um, I, mean, I mean, you would think that, like, isn't Seattle bigger? Yes. Oh, I'm sure. Yes. I'm sure, 100%. Shouldn't so maybe the men Seattle from, has, like, the brothers six. from Seattle? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe maybe Seattle has a bunch of them, too. I, I don't know. I, again, we only have one Canadian city, yeah. but there's, there's a possibility we just didn't meet all those people. I'm looking up the Tacoma versus Toron- Toronto population because mm-hmm. <laughs> this makes no yeah. sense to me. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. F- um, it's the third biggest city in Washington from a population uh, density standpoint. Third. Uh, yeah. Well, what's second? It's oh, it has me. I'm Spokane? on Google Maps right now. 
don't Spokane know. is bigger I, than Tacoma. I don't know. Okay. I was today uh, years old when I found that out. Uh, I think it, it gets to the point where you wonder if there are multiple people, like if there's like splinter agents all over the place, right? Like, do you get one in every major U.S. city? Do you get one uh, in the top 200? I mean, we got to 103 here. Uh, so, you know, that's my question. Tacoma only as of 2020 has 215,000 people. Mm hmm. And two of them are hitmen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. And yet Toronto has like three million people. But they're so they're yeah. nice people for the most part. Yeah. You don't Toronto? need as many. I don't know about that. Yeah. You don't need as many hit hitmen per capita in Canada as you would in the United States. Mm-hmm. They're a lot ruder yeah. here. Spokane, uh, yeah, confirmed second biggest city in Washington State. Mm, they probably got about six six mm-hmm. or seven uh, men oh from God. Spokane men and women for Spokane mm-hmm. yeah um, we also learned uh, that the man from Toronto has a love of his life Kirsten yes it is um, Deborah. his car his mm-hmm. car Deborah, who's mm-hmm. a Dodge Challenger a Charger a, oh, a charger. charger, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chappelle, what do you think of Deborah as a car's name? I love a good human name for things. Mm-hmm. Like I do. A good proper human name for whether it's your animal, whether it's your furniture, your car, whatever. Give me a name that's distinguished. I think Deborah is definitely like she's definitely a great aunt at this point in her life. She's lived a long time. She once was a secretary, but she's now worked her way up the ranks. Like I really feel like it is like has dignity behind that name. Like right. this is a this is a like a name that has like gone through but also has persevered. Give me Deborah as a name for yeah. a charger anytime. Yeah, it's classier than Debbie. Debbie the Dodge. Yeah, oh, Debbie yeah, the Dodge. No. Yeah, De- Debbie sounds like a PT Cruiser name. Like, you De- know, De- like you know. <laughs> Debbie is like the 2016 Dodge Charger where it's like they're not they're not that cool anymore like they were in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it's Debbie and then if it has a hip, a hemming, then it's then it's Deborah. Yeah. You know, it's like we can't we don't play. <laughs> so, one of the things that I thought was a little peculiar was that uh, towards the end of the film the man from toronto puts teddy in charge of the the dodge chargers don't i don't there better not be a scratch on this he ends up leaving the car on the train tracks only to have it destroyed by a train kirsten it seems like that the man from toronto takes this pretty well i mean in theory, yes, but then at the end of the movie, you know, he's getting his first check in payment for this, uh, the car for Deborah, and it doesn't have enough zeros, or it's it's a one instead of a seven. Uh, mm-hmm. He needs that car rebuilt. Right. Now, you would think as a him and he would have plenty of money, and he could pay for the car. Wait, is Akiva a him man? Is that why he says he has plenty of money? Boy, um, oh. would you trust Akiva... To carry out a hit, I don't think I would. No, I certainly would not. <laughs> you see, wouldn't that, be the first the person I would go to. Yeah, that's that's oh, why it would be Akiva. It's yes. you know he's hiding that's in plain his, sight. It's like the hot your name is Teddy. Address. Yeah, exactly. Your password is password. Can't tie my shoes. A very Akiva yeah. thing, right? Like, oh, look at me, I'm Akiva. I can't. I I'm I don't know how to do pro. anything. Right. Right. And so yeah, and now look at him. We out here killing people. I, we start our search with Akiva. 
And then we and then we do and then we move out from there. Well, I think, and you know, I he's, think we're on the right track. He's always asking, "Well, is it murder in this circumstance? Mm-hmm. Is it murder in that circumstance?" Mm-hmm. I think you know. I think that I think we can be onto something. It's a good question. Is, yeah, very raising a lot of interesting thoughts. <laughs> but but you yeah. know, I just feel like that the man from Toronto, like uh, you know, like hey, you well, you ruined my car. You have to buy me a new one. Like that, I feel like that's a pretty reasonable like outcome. Like he wasn't like, ah, eh, it's cool. But he's just like, hey, all right, you owe me a new Dodge Charger. He's such a softie. Mm-hmm. He really is. Because this is supposed to be the love of his life. This is all he talks about throughout the film is Deborah. That's it. Like, every time someone mentions Deborah, he gets all somber. Deborah gets destroyed. And I thought he was being dramatic about that anyway. He tells Kevin Hart, don't, like, don't let a scratch get on it or whatever. But you just ran someone over with your car. There's probably, like, a huge-ass dent in this, in the side of it, at the very least. There's at least a scratch on it by now. And so, uh, I wasn't shocked that uh kevin hart destroyed the car i was just shocked that like the reaction wasn't more visceral you know like this mm-hmm. is this is the love of your life you should like i know you don't kill people anymore but you should at least have harmed him i think you could have gotten away with that i don't think anybody would have been upset if you had just punched him um should he did he not have reported the car stolen had kevin hart sent to jail and gotten insurance money for oh my god Ooh, yes that true crime coming back there you go <laughs> i knew it was I in mean, there was he insured <laughs> Uh-huh. I mean, he had uh, Ontario license plates. You have to have insurance to Does be registered. Car insurance cover you know international incidents. I mean, mm. oh, and actually, you know what? Not all insurance covers if your car gets stolen. Also, but mm. the thing is, is like he loves Deborah so much. You know, he's paying for that good, good insurance. Yeah, but his rates are going to yeah. go up. Oh, they're high. This guy high. The moment his you tell him what you're using your car for, mm-hmm. yeah, but he's using his car for like espionage and, and, right. and hitman tree are you using you your know? car for any sort of illicit uh, underworld activities like uh you know he's like yes yes he's like describe underworld mm-hmm. <laughs> which underworld, underworld? right in what sense ma'am like oh okay be, oh, oh, oh okay we thought you drove for uber okay that's fine that's right fine. Yeah. <laughs> he's like you could call it that sometimes you know mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, people, you know, uh, people contact me on the phone and I go and like right. do a thing and then uh, it's similar. But um, Kaylee Cuoco comes in and she is the best friend of Kevin Hart's wife, Lori. And she ends up becoming the love interest for Woody Harrelson. Chappelle, uh, what do you think about uh, the man from Toronto being very uh, awkward with women? It was one of those things where you imagine that if he is truly this assassin and he is like probably like a recluse, maybe mm-hmm. he hasn't had time to give his his life to social matters because he's all about his work and his car, that maybe he missed out on those things. But I, yeah, I think this is where they start to build that narrative that Kevin Hart can learn so much from this assassin, but can this assassin learn so much from Kevin Hart? Let's find out. And uh, they bring in Kaylee Coco. Hey, Cuoco to do this and I I love her. She's funny in everything. Like I I mm-hmm. love her in every role. But when I tell you they did not need her here at all, they did not have to spend this money on her. She had roughly roughly five, maybe six lines mm-hmm. throughout the whole film. Mm-hmm. Uh but they did not need her. So when you tell me they can't afford the rock, I'm like, look, there are a few characters you could trim. You could keep her, but I could get rid of a couple other people to make room for the rock if we need the money. Um, the, Netflix absolutely could afford to spend a little bit more money on this um, because they they had to throw Kaylee Cuoco a lot of money to get her to basically do nothing in this film. Well, 
she also was a late addition to the cast. Do you think that that was part of the scramble of like, oh, we lost Statham? Okay, like, oh, uh, right, that we got to replace Statham. Bringing- All right, so Woody Harrelson <laughs> is that a one for one? Uh, not really. All right, who mm-hmm. else can we throw in here? Give me a so, Cuoco. Yeah, yeah, is Kaylee Cuoco plus Woody Harrelson <laughs> equal, equal to one Statham? Jason Statham? Hmm. Equal to or greater than? Like, is this better hmm. than Jason Statham being there? Would you have traded him out for the, the two of them? I mean, I wonder who would have been the love interest if she weren't there. Now, also, this is a, uh, a pretty big age gap romance situation going on. Also, mm-hmm. how old mm-hmm. is Kaylee Cuoco? Okay. Um, she was well, she's born in 1985, so she'll be oh wow 37 this year, and he's yet. 61 yeah. this year. It's a big, it's a big gap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a May yeah. December romance. Mm-hmm. She was fun, and she very clearly saw him and g- completely just decided, okay, like I'm interested. He's, He's you know, she called him tall, dark, and scary. Yeah, yeah. Well, and they love cars the same. Mm-hmm. She was speaking his love languages. She really did tap right into the fact that he really loved that car. She knew exactly what kind of car it was. She like it was one of those things where he was like, hmm, okay, there are people like me out there, or people who would appreciate my my taste out there. Um, so yeah, I was happy to see her in this role, but again. I, I, just, I just know they paid her a lot of money. And there's one other person, too, that they paid in this in this uh, movie that I'm like, man, y'all really, like, spared no expense here because I, these actors have to be so expensive. Well, we haven't really talked about, um, like, um, Ellen Barkin as mm-hmm. the handler. Like, why? Like, no, no disrespect to Ellen Barkin, but, like, she's, like, a big deal. You think she commands um, a big salary, Ellen Barkin? I don't know about a big salary, but I just think she's, like, a big deal. You know, like she's in everything she's been in everything forever so i'm just kind of like man like was she just like chilling at the house and thought i could do that real quick because she didn't have to she's she's, it was 2020 yeah yeah you're right it was 2020 she probably wasn't doing anything else Mm -hmm. well and she's there just to be like give me my money for like a two million dollar payday which like if she's handler for all of these hitmen I think $2 million probably isn't that much money to her anyways, but also just to get boiled alive. Yeah. Like what, what yeah. was the purpose? It's Anyone could have played that role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's, she's so dope. They did not have to do Ellen Barkin like this, but I mean, this is like a role that she's good at though. Like she very much, it fit, it fit her. You know, the way I was saying like, this, is, this has been Woody Harrelson or could we go on with somebody else? You definitely want like an Ellen Barkin type in this role. Okay. So at the end of the film, that we go from never lever to sometimes lever. Okay. Yeah. Ellen Barkin gets dropped into some sort of, I thought it was acid at first, but uh, apparently it's some sort of like uh boiling water or oil. Unclear. Yeah, I think it was, was it a tempura, like a frozen tempura situation? Mm. Like the they factory? She smelled like tempura afterwards. Yeah. And I didn't know if they were just saying that because her skin was melting or mm. because but she was But they also called her um, a, a boiled white lady. And, yeah, she and got she boiled. Was. She got boiled. She, yeah. she got boiled for yeah. sure. If it's if it's oil, do you do you boil in oil or do you fry? You would fry. That mm. is a very good point. Yeah, the that's the out. distinction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but Kevin Hart says to Woody Harrelson that you know I, I can say this because it's just it's just me and you here, but that actually smells pretty good. Actually, uh, like I would I would try that. You know, it's it's fresh meat, deep fried. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm a vegetarian, so I I can't speak to this, but I feel like um, people love deep fried meat. 
yeah, I, mean, I can imagine it smelling good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it, it it's it's awkward to have the conversation, but mm-hmm. it's not out of the question. I think once you smell it, you're like, I mean, if we got to eat something, mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, it's there. You yeah. know, we're not going to starve. So yeah, I don't. I think if it comes up, you you entertain it. That's all I'm saying. I mean, but it's they're not like stranded. They don't need right. to eat her flesh. That's no. what I'm saying. If it comes up. If, 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 <laughs> in the yeah, if 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 you get there, if you're ever 15 miles from nowhere and a, bake, a grizzly bear is attacking your grandfather and you have to eat something, if there's fried Ellen Bark in there, you entertain the conversation. Mm-hmm. But those are the kinds of conversations they could have that they're close enough that you know in the beginning of the movie, Kevin Hart might not have said that to uh, confided in Woody Harrelson like that. Mm-hmm. But they're look, they've come. They've come so far. so far, you know? Yeah. And so it's, it's the friends they made along the way, truly. Mm-hmm. For, for sure. Chappelle, uh, did you have any other favorite parts from the film? Oh, yeah. Like I said, all the stuff with Santaro uh, uh, is really cool. But even with um, Lori and her, like, attraction to him as well. You know, she, she's very much in a relationship that she could probably see herself not being in. Her husband's not great. And she's, uh, like, accompanied by this uh, man who is, like she said, tall, dark, and handsome and speaking Spanish. And he can tango and he's funny and all this other stuff. And she is, like, completely enamored by him throughout. And there's a moment where she says, oh, yeah, he taught me how to tango. And Kevin Hart says, oh, no, we got to unlearn that. Unlearn that right now. <laughs> Forgetting all about that. Uh, so I, I loved all of those scenes. And then, like I said earlier, I just really like Kevin Hart kind of just doing his thing, being in the room and just just filling space because he's really good at it. And it, if you're not a Kevin Hart fan, I'm, te- I'm telling you, it will weigh on you because you're like, God, move the plot. But it's really him in his bag, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really liked uh, the scene where he was pretending to be the man from Toronto and that he went in to go and he was wearing the earpiece and Woody Harrelson is telling him what to do. And he's waving the knife around and he actually uh, pokes somebody's eye out <laughs> with the knife. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, at first he thinks the guy is faking. And then once he realizes that he sees what he has done, he starts throwing up on, uh, people. Uh, I thought that was, uh, a, uh, very funny, uh, scene in the movie and it, and it works. People yeah. like, uh, basically I, gets it, gets the information. If you throw up on me, I will rip my own skin off. Like the grizzly bear. Like I just cannot you deal will with that. Yourself. I too. Yeah. I will fillet myself uh viciously because i i just i can't imagine your bodily fluids being on don't throw up on me that's disgusting ugh. and so like yeah ugh, i just can't and so rob this is what the third movie we've talked about with projectile vomit remember uh i think we did a home hmm. team where they're all like oh, throwing up on that. the field yeah, block that one yeah out. that was a that was a bad one. And then we did the movie about the movie in quarantine. What was that? Oh, um, the yeah. Bubble. The bubble. The bubble. The bubble. So this is the best we've seen projectile vomit done. Yeah. And it's not even close. I think this was the funniest. Uh, he threw up on two people mm-hmm. and he got them to confess to uh, to being Mr. Green. It really didn't matter in the end, but he did it. Mm-hmm. So uh, one point for vomiting uh, on people in this film. But this is the only time it's worked, Rob. The other two times I was out. Yeah. Wow. Kirsten, we cover it's hard hitting journalism here. Right? Yeah, I mean, you know what? It's sometimes it's not easy, but somebody has to do it. And I think I can speak for the audience and I say, I'm just so grateful that it's the two of you every week. Um, We're here. If, if Rob were to fire you again, Chappelle, I'd be 
devastated. So um, I'm I'm just glad to even get to be tangentially related to nothing but Netflix. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, stay tuned. Rob might fire me today. I don't know. He's gonna, he's gonna look back on this movie and be like, you know, Chappelle. This was this was very much your like no contact boxing of nothing but Netflix. Yeah, I think we can oh re- reconsider your contract. <laughs> well, it's my fault. Blame me. Mm-hmm. Don't blame Chappelle. No, 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 no. It's me. I'll take it. Yeah, You're no, this was, I mean, save it's Chappelle. <laughs> Chappelle makes the final decision. Come on. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay, the buck. Well. The buck has to stop somewhere. <laughs> I was just trying to take accountability, but if you want to pass it off to Chappelle, fine, fine mm-hmm. by me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I mean, somebody has to be responsible. That's true. Yeah. Only one of us. Yes. Kirsten, <laughs> did you have any other favorite moments from the film? Um, I'm trying to think now. Um, I really liked when um, he showed up to the birthday dinner and Lori's like, oh, nice suit. And he's like, it's adult sized. I thought that was <laughs> very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, also it's like a little funny at the original cabin when the the person who let him in like sends him down to go torture and then he's going through the basket of things and like Kevin Hart truly has a ridiculous assortment of things in one box like he's got you know the eggplant he's also got personal lubricant he's also got yeah I thought that was wild that he had he had an, an assortment of produce um and I understand the emoji uh, but to have the well, actual produce, uh, I thought was wild. It was, it was an eggplant mm-hmm. type toy. I think it was a toy. Right? No, it wasn't an no, actual. No, no, was no, it an no, actual no. eggplant? Stop it, Le- Chappelle. Yeah. It was definitely like all the ingredients for dinner, and then just the personal lube got thrown in. And so it, then we're supposed to obviously assume, like, oh my god, does the man from Toronto do torture by like? penetrating people with stuff it's baby uh, making time yeah, if it was Jeez. torture and he wouldn't have had the personal lubricant Ex- well exactly yeah. right yeah exactly. it's baby making time he mm-hmm. said it he was like we we have to get i don't think that was uh, the dinner what was the recipe i, th- I assumed I he was gonna make know. like eggplant parm Did, with were, were there tomatoes in there was there cheese I, listen there's i'm assuming there's more boxes in his car before it gets exploded by the propane yeah, there's a lot of explosions in this movie. Yeah. A whole I lot also, of them. Um, I thought it was very funny that one of the hitmen was using a chainsaw mm-hmm. as their weapon of choice because that seems like a very impractical way to to kill someone out and about. Was that the man from from Russia? Maybe, yeah, the, I can't I remember. From Moscow. Moscow? Yeah, from Moscow. He, he pulled up with the chainsaw. And again, another nothing but Netflix throwback. It, it's, it's impractical to use a chainsaw unless you're in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre because we've seen it wielded and mm-hmm. wielded well. You know, I saw him throw that bad boy and like chop this woman's head off as she was riding her way in a Tesla. Um, it was, it, it, we've seen amazing feats with the chainsaw mm-hmm. here on nothing but Netflix. Yeah. Um, I do want to say that as I'm looking at the at the box, uh, the box does uh, seem to have a lot of other produce uh, in it, uh, including some lettuce. So it doesn't seem like that was necessarily uh, only a bedroom box. Maybe the, uh, the the lubricant was just on the shopping list at the store, and everything was in one yeah. was in one box. Yeah, that's that that that's the guess. I assume that Durex or whatever brand of personal lubricant just like paid a little bit of money to get that exposure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So there, there, there you go. All right. A- anything else from the man from Toronto? 
What about the man from Miami? Did we t- we didn't really talk about him. Oh. Seemed like a cool guy. I like his little golf club gun thing. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a good gimmick. Good luck. Yeah. I, I guess if you're from Miami, you play a lot of golf, probably, maybe. I don't it know. It just, I was annoyed because it was like, just kill him. Kill the man from Miami. He keeps finding you. Just kill mm-hmm. him. But they didn't kill him. And then he kept coming back. Yeah. The man from Toronto doesn't kill anymore. We didn't really talk about it here, but out the, the reason why he's out the game. I mean, he, he still plans on making money, but he just wants to wheel his way through this stuff without actually having to do any murdering. Um, because one time he was going to kill a man, uh, and the man had his son nearby and he, he was like, I, I need to break the cycle. I can't allow, you know, these kids to grow up fatherless and or, or like parentless uh so i'm not going to do it here that guy ended up going off and rampaging and killing a bunch of people anyway but Woody harrelson looked at his life and said i don't want to be the reason why people are dying so i don't want to do that anymore and so that's the story of the man from toronto throughout and the man from miami is somebody he very well could have killed and i don't think anybody would have been too upset because that man was actively trying to kill him at every turn i mean he even shot kevin hart in the ass like literally <laughs> shot him in the buttocks. Yeah. And uh, Greg grazed. Funny- he got grazed. Yeah, he got grazed. Well, yeah, I mean, you shoot me in the butt even a little bit and I'm going to act like you like shot me in the heart. Uh, and so mm-hmm. Kevin Kevin uh, was in the bathroom at one point and they were taking the bullet out. Woody Harrelson was uh, stitching him up or not taking the bullet out, but, you know, stitching him up. And he said, uh, your buns are kind of taut back here from that no contact uh, mm-hmm. boxing. And it I really said, not taut. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I guess Listen. It works. They checked out each other's buns and they were good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's it. Yeah. All right. Spell, should we talk about what's coming up next week on Nothing But Netflix? Well, we have, we have a great guest. Make. We have a great guest. We have a great guest with us. Yeah. Oh. And so we, we, we often like to know yes. what our guests think. Hey, Kirsten, or, what, you, know, what do you think? I think maybe we're going to tell me that we have a guest ready for next week. No, no, no. I haven't looked into next week yet. Let's see what yes. we have. Okay. Kirsten, you have any suggestions for us? Um, well, let's look back at the Netflix top 10. Look at the top 10. Um, in the Canada global the top 10. Now. I'll look at the global, global top 10. Okay, top so it's 10. still Man from Toronto. Um, then Spiderhead. Spiderhead? Um, I have, I saw on I IMDb like when I... I do not like spiders, but I do love Spider-Man. Yes. So like maybe Spider-Head could be okay. Um, I know Spider-Head, I saw on IMDb, it said it was similar to the Man from Toronto. So I feel like that's... Okay. That's not it. Now, Chappelle, did you ever <laughs> go back and watch any more of Snowflake Mountain that we talked about last week with Jenny Autumn? So I didn't go watch more, but I was contacted about Snowflake Mountain. We, we do know someone who has some insight into the Ooh. show. Yes. Yeah. They said that had things gone differently, they could have actually been on that show. Um mm-hmm. but instead they were cast for Survivor. I'm talking oh about my Omer. God. That's not what Omer said. I will play the voice note. Omer literally told me this yesterday. Mm-hmm. He said, have you? Look, matter of fact, I don't like to expose DMs, but for the sake of art and journalism, I'll do it here. Well, he tweeted out that it, my integrity. He tweeted out like in another world he could have easily ended up on like in the multiverse. Yeah. Listen, That's what I, I took know. it to be, but apparently it was a literal situation. Well, this is what, this is all I have. He asked, when are we going to do Snowflake Mountain? I said, we covered it last week. Oh, <laughs> and, and uh, Omer mm-hmm. just this played himself. Yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you played yourself. That's, this was the long con just for me to call you out. No, I'm mm-hmm. kidding. But <gasps> uh, OMG, explosive. I'm 
a dumb expletive. So sorry. Okay. Also, if the ball bounced differently, that easily could have been me on that show. And I said, details. And mm-hmm. I am waiting on the response. Okay. So, uh, did you put the no, I emoji if, also? You know me so yes. well. Stop okay. it. Okay. <laughs> there, Kate, in the, oh, it's a cartoon. Never mind. I don't think we've ever done a cartoon, but it might be interesting. I was yeah. like, so, there's a, a movie called Chicken Hair and the Hamster of Darkness in the yeah. top 10. And I was like, oh what is this? It's a cartoon. Okay. So Sounds I did watch, and I know Chappelle doesn't want to hear about it. I did watch Man versus B yesterday with my kids. And? Kirsten, are, are you a Rowan Atkinson fan by any chance? Mr. Bean? She loves um, most Rowans. I mean, if you look at my current Twitter bio, it says I'm like a sexy Mr. Bean. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like a cosplay sexy Mr. Bean? No, just like I end up in, like, I feel like I, the say, the type of physical comedy is just like what happens in my life because I'm clumsy. Oh, okay. That was your email address uh, previously sexybean at hotmail.com? No. No. no, I think that's um Derek from BB Can Six. Okay, <laughs> all right. Uh, Man versus B is interesting. It seems like it was a movie that they just chopped up into episodes. Um, but I, I don't know if it would be that good to podcast about. But my kids were engrossed with Man versus B. Rowan Atkinson. Uh, this is just a recommendation. If this is uh, interesting to you, uh, the listener, Ooh. Rowan Atkinson is a first time house sitter who is at the house of some very rich people with a very high-tech house. And he is in like in full Mr. Bean mode trying to kill a bee and uh, destroys uh, the rich people's house. Would Dominic come on the podcast with you? <laughs> oh, uh, I think it really... Honestly, Anthony was uh, a little bit more... I was going to say, this is an Anthony property. Yeah, yes. yeah. he likes the chaos. Okay, so here's one from the coming next week section mm-hmm. all right Ooh. Chappelle. do you have any interest in netflix's new series how to build a sex room excuse me <sighs> so yeah this is uh an hgtv show yeah right? yeah so we're building uh an addition to a home is this a television series it or looks is this like, like a it, one is a, it is a reality I'm series sorry. uh this is from the description from a secret rock and roll dungeon to a next level spa, designer Melanie Rose dreams up erotic renovations for couple in this spicy reality series. Secret rock and roll dungeon. Okay, you have my I'm attention. All in. We've talked about we, we've talked about home improvement, real estate. We've talked about all those things together. Yes, uh, and so I don't think that would be out of the question for us. I think we could do it. Yeah. Wow. Now, here's the fun part, Chappelle. What do Chappelle's DMs look like this week from any of our friends of the pod that say, oh, I'm actually, uh, this is my wheelhouse. This is my forte. Okay. Can I make a suggestion for who I think would be a very funny guest? I have no idea if they would be interested in coming on this podcast at all. Okay. I would love to hear you to you two talk to maggie David morgan Bloomberg? about oh. Ma- maggie morgan about the sex dungeons i think it would be hilarious <laughs> but also you know mary is mo- mary frail frail mary's moving right now so she might want a distraction too okay 
Interesting. Uh, yeah. Okay. I just think it would be funny. I don't think it's because they would be like, quote unquote, experts on the material. I mm-hmm. think it would be funny. And I know yeah. Maggie loves HGTV. Maybe, uh, should we reach out to Wendell? Ooh. If you want to. <laughs> Could you get you want- mm-hmm. Wendell and Kim? Yeah. Kim Spradlin, yes. Yeah, yeah. Kim yeah. Spradlin will. <laughs> yeah. HGTV people. Yeah. I, wow. I get to mm-hmm. podcast with two Survivor winners and Rob. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ooh. Sign me up. Yeah. All right. You know, B- Bryce Isaiah can be a good guest. Mm-hmm. No, he cannot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Bryce oh doesn't respect That's the call. I think that that would be uh, an interesting show to talk about. Okay. So uh, are we going to reach out to potential guests or are we going to just let, let people uh, volunteer as they see fit? Yeah, let, why don't we let people volunteer and then by midweek we'll start to put to make the outgoing calls. Right, cuz honestly, I want to I'm kind of curious to see who wants to throw their hat in the ring. Who ha, who if your level of expertise is this particular type of room? Yeah. Yeah, definitely slide in my DMs uh, uh at nothing but RHAP on Twitter uh and we will be in contact. Uh the interns will reach out to you uh expeditiously to find out more details on your background <laughs> with the uh Underworld, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. Kirsten, what's coming up for Amazing. you this week? Um. So this week, there's going to be another new episode of Mess Magnets with me and Sasha Joseph. There's a lot going on that we have to talk about. So that should be super fun. Uh, also, I think Mary and I will record a Kowski Cal- cast about Riverdale. We're a week behind right now, but we're, we're, we're mm-hmm. working on it. And uh, Lindsay Wilson and I are still releasing BoJack Horsepot every week. Um, just about finished our BoJack rewatch, and then we're moving on to Two Kim Birdie. So that's great. And you can follow me everywhere. What, at what are you moving Said on what? to? Uh, Tuka and Birdie. It's by the same creators of BoJack, um, but it's about they're all birds. Okay, it's I, a I great show. Know. Yeah, and, and it is uh, currently airing. Yeah, um, yeah. The new season is just starting. Yes, it's a Netflix show, Rob. Yes. Well, it's, it started on Netflix, but then it became a Cartoon Network show. Ooh. So is it not on Netflix anymore? That's well, I question. think like the original seasons are, but I think anything new is coming out on Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. Well, I know we've talked to Kirsten a couple times on Nothing But Netflix, and no disrespect right. to her, but this would be a great opportunity to bring in the great Lindsay Wilson yeah. to talk about Tupac and Birdie on Nothing But Netflix, as it is on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So... Just throwing mm-hmm. that out there. Do you think yes. Yes, if, there's, do it? if there's a slow week for uh, new releases, you could bring in Lindsay to talk to Gimberly. Yeah, I would love to hear Lindsay on this. To Omer to talk about an all bird related show. I might oh. have to reach out to my friend Omer. <laughs> you might have to reach out to your friend Omer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, look, Omer and, and Lindsay on the podcast or, or oh either or. Honestly, dope. Everything's dope. All of this. It's perfect. So if the, hopefully, and I know Lindsay listens to the podcast. I know Omer does not. Yes, clearly, <laughs> clearly. Um, but but Lindsay, uh, if you're hearing this and you and you want to talk Tuka and Birdie, you know how to reach me. Mm-hmm. Let's talk. Also, if people could follow me at Kirsten said what, that'd be great. Okay, <laughs> Chappelle, what's coming up for you this week? 
Um, still talking about P Valley on the Purple Pants podcast. Uh, Bryce, Sharia, and I should all be back together this week to talk about that show. And so if you've been watching P Valley, uh, or you're a fan of the Purple Pants podcast, please check that out. Last week was an incredible episode of the Purple Pants podcast. Bryce and assembled such, uh, an iconic group of like, of women and their testimonies about recent events in the, in the United States. And so check that out. Even if you don't listen to the podcast uh, or the, uh, P Valley or anything like that, please check out that. Cause that, that was some amazing stuff. And I think Bryce is incredible for that. Um, but aside from that, uh, nah, Rob, just hanging out with you, whatever you want to talk about, I'm down for. Okay. Of course. Uh, Chappelle, we have a busy night on Wednesday night when we're going to kick off all of the Big Brother 24 festivities. Uh, we're going to have uh, Big Brother Wednesday night. The Challenge USA kicks off. So July is going to be really huge for all of the shows here on Rob is a Podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Rob is a website.com slash subscribe. We will see you next time when we talk about Netflix's How to Build a Sex Room. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.